Pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Have you ever said to yourself, why am I really here? What am I supposed to be doing? What, what, what is my soul, what does my heart tell me that I need to go and do in my life? Well, if you're having troubles with those, we've got a great guest for you today. And so what I want you to do is I want you to, if you're now, if you're driving, don't. But if you're not driving or you're a passenger, call people that you know, friends and family that may be having this same conversation with you so that we can talk to you about how to live your life a little bit better and how to get through some of the obstacles that are being presented in front of you. So if you'll do that in the meantime, while you're doing that, I need to talk to Eric. Eric, how are you? <laughs> hey, Kevin, happy Wednesday to you. Doing fine. Happy Wednesday. Happy I, summer, I should say. It, it is now. Yeah. What, what, what time did we go into summer? I was in the seven o'clock hour this morning. Oh, very good. I felt so much different. <laughs> well, there you go. It, perhaps not. I wasn't even awake at seven o'clock this morning, but that's that's a Neither person's was I. Yeah, I yeah. slept into summer. <laughs> exactly. Slept all the way through it, and now we'll be in fall soon. So uh, anyway, so speaking of summer, isn't it going to start acting like it's summer here pretty quick? Yeah, yeah, we've got some really nice days ahead. Um, looks like, you know, tomorrow supposed to be around 79 degrees with sunshine. So, you know, uh, you can't kick off summer much better than that, I think. No, that's just that's a beautiful part about living in the Northwest. We live in, I believe, to be and I've traveled around the country a bit. I believe this to be the best place in the planet to live. I think you may be right. But that's just me. So, um, by the way, I, are you impressed? I gave the audience a um, a homework task or a task that they need to call somebody and have them listen to the show. Wasn't that smart of me? I, I, I think it's, you know, you got to do everything that you can to spread the word. So uh, good idea. That's it. And uh, by the way, uh, Mitch is with us. Mitch Parfit. Mitch, how are you today, sir? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, well, Eric's gone. I was going to ask Eric how he's doing, but he's always, he's <laughs> I'm back. I'm doing fine, Mitch. Good to okay, see you again, good, sir. Good to see you. kind of like an omnipresence individual. He's, he, you may not see him, but he's always around. He's always there. It's like a genie, a radio genie. Exactly. He's going to rub your mic three times. <laughs> <laughs> or just yeah. say my name and I'll pop back in. Oh, that works. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's really good. And by the way, congratulations. I know you're working on your grandmother's deck to uh, replace that. That's that's uh, that's a very nice thing for a young man like you to be doing. Yeah, I try when I can. <laughs> Speaking of which, mine needs to be painted. Would you? Oh, never mind. I won't have you do that. Um, so this, <laughs> we have got a really cool guest today is David. His name is David Newkirk. He's been on the show before and we've had some really interesting conversations. He's a spiritual advisor and intuitive healing facilitator. He's also a business coach. He does a whole bunch of really cool stuff and, um, he's going to be here. Anyway, he's here now. So we might, would you like to introduce him? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we got David Newkirk, uh, spiritual advisor, intuitive healing facilitator, and business coach uh, with, I'm going to mess it up, Ethos or Ethos? Ethos. Ethos. Okay. Ethos. Good job, Mitch. Hey, there we go. Sometimes I'm usually spot on. Kevin always likes to give me the hard words or the hard <laughs> names of the guests. And he goes, oh, pronounce their name. And I do my best, but I usually do pretty good. And so how are you doing, David? I'm good. I'm good. It, it's it's great to be here again. Thank you for uh, having me today. It's nice to meet you, Mitch. And Kevin, it's always an honor, sir. Thank you so much. And I know that you, you've been told us what it is before, but I've got Alzheimer's apparently. What does ethos stand for? Ethos, it's first by definition, it's of high integrity and high character. Well, very nice. Yeah, so that's that was the foundational lead into defining everything about the work that I do. And say that again, it's high... Um, um, high integrity, or in, instead of saying the word high, integrity and character. Integrity and character. That's a, that's a really good foundation for virtually everything in life, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I, 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 that's, I think that's my calling card, which is holding myself to that standard. And then when I deviate from that standard, that's a good time to reflect right and move away why did i move away from that yeah well you know i know a lot of people that say you know i'm full of integrity i've got all kinds of integrity until you see some of the things that they do and the things that they do don't have a lot of integrity um does that mean that they're fooling themselves I think it, uh, that's a great question because I think the first thing is why does it need to be self-declared openly and publicly that you have it? <laughs> because good, nobody good would point. believe it otherwise. <laughs> right? If you have integrity and character, it's something you've just settled into with yourself as the way you wish to be. It's not something that you broadcast. It's not something that you're trying to prove to people. It's something that you just are and you deliver naturally with yourself and you're just good with it. So that means that somebody would then look at you and go, boy, I tell you, that David, he sure does have a lot of character and integrity. And you don't even have to say it. Exactly. If we if we are just if we're living that, you know, you you hope you, you would hope that people just understand that that's there and that's just a, a virtuous value, you know, that you bring to the table. If they don't, that's OK, too. We're, we're not we're not seeking people to recognize it. We're not seeking people to have to because then we're coming from ego. Right. And we're needing something fulfilled or validated for ourselves. The whole idea is really just to be that to satisfy self with self. And that's it. And then how others receive it or recognize it or not. It's okay. It's we just have to be good with that. Because at the end of the day, it honestly doesn't matter. Everybody's got their own path to walk, and they're going to do it however they do it until they don't do that anymore. Yeah, we, we do it because we feel that's what we feel that's what we want to do. Because we feel that's who we are, and we feel fulfilled. We don't do it for other people. We do it for self. Because that keeps us grounded when we do it for self. It keeps us calm. It gives us clarity. It doesn't give us anxiety. It keeps us in the state that allows us just to, 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 to be that good person without vacillating all over the place, hopefully, emotionally. You know, that moves us and darts around in different ways. 
So the whole idea with integrity and character is if we can hold it, the idea is to try to be consistent with it. And the more consistent we are, the more everyone sees consistency in how we are with them. And it makes things a lot easier. Mitch, I hate to put you on the spot, but you know me. I will. And I'm used to it. I'm slowly getting used to it. Slowly. slowly. Me, Kevin. Do you ever wake up in the morning and say, today I'm going to have integrity and character? No, I don't. I don't think that's like that specifically is my thought process. I, I think I'm just, how do I, I wake up and I say, how do I make this day the best day that it can be? And how do I be the best person that I can be in this day? If that makes sense. And I would hope that people would view me as somebody with integrity and some of the things mentioned. Well, the thing is, and, and David, isn't it correct that if he says that in the morning and genuinely means it, it's going to show up in his day all day and he doesn't have to say another word about it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, that that is the epitome of integrity and character. With you know, We don't need to say those two words in order for it to be present, right, or in order to to, to possess it within ourselves to, to be it. So that's awesome, Mitch. It really is. And, you know, you set the tone for the day. I mean, but it doesn't mean that you won't fall out of that during the day, right? It's your it's you're true. setting the intention, right? But setting the here's the interesting in spirituality: setting an intention is it a desire, a want? Are you chasing that intention, or are you being that without ha- and allowing it versus chasing it? Yeah. Explain the difference. Sure. So if we set an intention, like Mitch, uh, Mitch was saying, for example, if he inside himself wants to be that, but he realized he's anxious right now and he's not that he's going to chase it to try to become that. Gotcha. If you allow it, it's, you're just being it. You're saying, okay, whatever comes, comes. You're, you're actually flowing yourself into it. You're not trying, you're not putting effort into being it. You're not thinking about how to do it. You're not thinking about being it. You're not getting stressed out because you can't get that feeling. You can't be that way. Chasing is when you're setting it as a goal and you're trying to capture it and become it and you're not, and you realize that you're not that's chasing and allowing is just, Hey, I'm going to wake up this morning and flow into it. I'm going to make my toast, my coffee or my tea. Everything's good. I, when I walk, when I go walk to work, I'm just going to enjoy the walk. You know, you sort of just are just flowing into it. You're sort of just self-directing that way of being and you're allowing it to come. Are you familiar with the be, do, have paradigm? I am not specifically, no. Oh, well, let me, let me explain. Mitch, how about you? I, you know, just, yeah, shoot it at me. I mean, I have, I have a different, I have, I have an idea, but let's hear it. I want to hear it. If you are, as an example, if you are, if you choose to be happy, you're not going to do happy in order to, Do happy. Before you can do that, you have to be happy. So happiness is not something that is a chore that you have to achieve. It is something that you are. It's like having integrity. You naturally have integrity because that's who you are, and you're being integrous, if that's even a word, Um, and, and and you're being full of character because that's who you are rather than chasing it. Like you just said, David, which is where I got this from, which is Mm -hmm. what you just said is that if you're chasing integrity or if you're chasing having good character, then you haven't achieved it. 
if you are those things and you're being those things, then you are, right? Absolutely. And if you help you mind bringing one thing up, I thought it was really interesting. Thank you for sharing that 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 phrase because it prompted a thought. It prompted the thought in that, you know, wanting to be happy too. Here, there's a slippery slope there because everybody is different and everyone has their own challenges or their own ease by which they can be happy. In the absence of self-love, or self-compassion or self-forgiveness, if you're holding any of those things, it makes it easier to be happy. If you are challenged with those, any of those things, which can happen frequently for people or infrequently, but be out there, it blocks happiness. You just segued into our conversation for today. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Because self-happiness and and being and self-care is paramount to how we should be how we could be living our lives if we chose to yeah yeah but but it's not always a it's not always a choice i i, I would like to just kind of split the hairs on that just for a moment because i don't have any hair so you can split all yeah, me, too, you me too uh just to share a perspective mitch is mitch has all the hairs we'll split i hate mitch for that yeah. <laughs> Um, but the point I'd like to make is that a lot of times, you know, people, when people are young, we're all, well, when we were all kids, right? And um, we don't have the perspective, we don't have the ability to, to resist or be resilient necessarily to things as a child that we are as an adult. A lot of times we, as a, we're sponges, we're absorbing, we're trying to figure things out. We react to and feel first all the things on how we're treated, what we're told, how to think, what not to think, um, how to be, how not to be. And we sort of are, are being asked to, in a very authoritative way to follow the family that's telling us how we're supposed to be, regardless of how we feel or regardless of what we think, if it's, if it, especially if it diverges from our family members. And so when we get older, those, those, those things could, could have different levels of impact on us that show up later in life that um, we need to work through. And those things can block our level of happiness, not by choice, but by experience and, and sometimes familial conditioning or social conditioning. And if we can bring awareness to that, then we can work through it. And then you can choose to be happy. I love that. That's 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 really cool. Now, why are there so many of us who do not exhibit self-love and appreciation of self? Is it because of all the little voices in our head that say all these things that mom used to say when we were little and 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 our sister said and all that kind of stuff? Is that is that what what's the what's the nature of that? Yeah, that's a that's like the million dollar question, I think, because it has it has a hundred million dollars and a hundred different answers uh, matching up to that million dollar question. But I'll give you an example. Let's say, for example, you were young and I don't know, let's say you were nine years old and let's say you were out with a couple of friends and one of the friends just they fell or something happened. They got really hurt and they had to go to the hospital 
and your parents come out and they yell at you as if it's your fault. And then they say, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You shouldn't have done that. And then, and then you go to your room and you're left to stew with all these feelings. You never had a voice. You couldn't defend. You couldn't correct. You couldn't show how it wasn't your fault, anything. And then your parents just want to move on. Those things are very impactful to the degree by which they stick or don't stick with people. There are people in life who are now what we call HSPs, highly sensitive people. And the big difference with highly sensitive people who have a lot of empathy is that they tend, in my experience in working with them, they tend to feel things on a multiplied, on a multiplied level much more deeply than somebody else. And so that impact to them is even so much more. I want to stay away from the word trauma, but they do feel it to a, such a significant deeper degree of hurt that it becomes even much harder to go get over. So it varies by person how much they are affected by it because people, kids can be introduced to the same thing, but they can totally treat it differently as to how much it affects them, right? And some can be Teflon to it. Some feel it so deeply and some people are in between. So I think, I, I think that the hard part is that when you don't feel you have a voice, you can't be heard and you can't be seen and you, you don't have an opportunity, you're just supposed to absorb what comes at you. That's where, get, that's where this is, I guess you could say the damage that makes us hard where we have to figure out how to recover when we're an adult. How the heck did you know what it was like in my house? Are you psychic too? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and, and Mitch, I don't know about in your house. In my in my house when we're growing up, I, Mitch, how many siblings do you have? Do you have any? Just one. I have a sister. Ah, now do you do, do the two of you ever sit down and talk about your experiences growing up and it feels like you lived in a completely different house? Yeah. You know, I think that, yeah, we've talked about, well, because, and we have about a five, a little over close to a five and a half year age gap. And I realized that, you know, when I was eight, nine years old, that was kind of maybe right around the cusp of when my sister remembered certain things. So I'd tell her stories and different things like that, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I can relate to, you know, what, like what David was saying, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say my parents, you know, they got sick of certain things or they were like, I don't want to hear it. Go to your room. You know? And it was like, I didn't get a chance, you know, whether my sister got hurt or maybe I was teasing her or it was my fault, but I wasn't necessarily always given an option to uh, defend myself. And I was just sent away. <laughs> so I'll say that. Well, I'm a little bit older than you. And in my day, uh, children <clears throat> should be seen and not heard. And you just keep your mouth shut. Don't talk back, young man. Oh, I can get so triggered when <laughs> David, when we're talking about this stuff, I get can get really triggered because I had two siblings. And if you sat and listened to the three of us, it sounded like we grew up in completely different households because we each had our own different experience as to what happened in that place. Um, I ended up in my room, which is how I learned how to work in imagination because I was told to shut up and go to my room. <laughs> like Mitch was a lot. I mean, a lot. Uh, I, I don't think I made it through a weekend without having to go to my room for a period of time. Jeez, you're a bad kid. 
I know. It was all. <laughs> well, I was inquisitive. David, you know, a guy like me, I, I like to, well, I don't know if you've noticed, but I like to talk. And I also like to listen. And I also like to find out why. Why why did this happen? Or why can't we do this? Or why why do you want me to go to your room? Why are you mad at me? Don't talk to me. I'm mad at you. Go to your room. But why? <clears throat> it's just going to be longer that you go to your room if you say why again. That kind of thing. You know, you know what I mean, David? Yeah, it's it's part of the thing where, you know, in some cases, the, the, the parent didn't feel in the caste system and the hierarchy that they should explain themselves to you, the child. And so they, they delineate a strong boundary that says... You know, this this isn't a, a household of equality in terms of equal rights and voice for everyone. I'm the parent. You're the child. What I say goes, you know, in, in that generation. And so it's very authoritative uh, from that perspective. It's evolved to some extent in, in all these generations as we move through Gen X and we move to millennial, we move to Gen Z and we're now in the new one. They, they generate some of their new own paradigms, too, that are tough. But. Uh, the one that you're talking about still also does exist and still does transcend generation in parenting, but it may not be as um, as intense as it was in the baby boomer, uh, you know, household. Yeah, it was. It, well, see, I was interrupting the television event, whatever it was, it was a sporting event or whatever. It's like, I don't want to be interrupted, so go to your room. It's much quieter when I was in my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. So, so in any of that, but I wanted to ask you because self-love when you are, and you have mentioned it, David, that you're going, that you are a spiritual advisor and you help people that are trying to get on a spiritual path or a spiritual journey. And isn't self-love one of the cornerstones of achieving success in that arena? It, it absolutely is. I think for two reasons, one reason is that it's hard to expect to be loved by other people if you don't love yourself because you don't really know what what love is that you want from other people because you don't know what it is for yourself so you really it really becomes elusive in, in many ways um and it becomes a convincing argument you're convincing yourself that you're loved by others when you have doubts because you're doubting your own love and it can kind of get in the way but it doesn't mean that it's um, recognized that way. It's more, it could be subconscious versus consciously aware. So that, that's part of the challenge in spirituality is to bring that forward in awareness so it can be recognized and worked through, um, and, you know, and, and help someone move forward. The other thing is, this is the one that comes up very common. A lot of people in spirituality, and I, I know that's a general word saying a lot of people, let's just say there are quite a few people that happen to share this kind of trait. They are, they self describe themselves as givers. They like to give and they like to be in service to others. And what happens is they have sort of like the childhood that you were describing, Kevin, um, but their innate part of who they are, their soul is they're givers and and they like to always give, but they can't receive. They always deflect the receiving. And that's a sign of not having self-love, self-compassion, self-forgiveness is the inability to accept and receive from others. And you really focus on just wanting to give to everybody else. You know, Mitch, here I go again. 
Okay, so Mitch, I'm going to say something to you, and I want you, I want you to tell me what your response, your initial thought and response would be. Uh-huh. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, Mitch, you've got a dynamite voice. You're a really well-spoken young man. You're very good-looking on a camera, and you're a nice human being to boot. How does that make you feel? Uh, makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> I mean, those are all very nice things. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> well, but let me ask you: Do you is your response? See, my response would be no. Don't you know? I'm I'm not all that and, and stuff. And it's it's mm. been difficult for me over time. And David, I think that's what you're talking about. Mm. Difficult for me to accept it and know it as true based upon their perception of me. Is that yes. is that true, David? Yeah, yeah. The, the hard part is, is that you're not sharing a positive perception of yourself. Well, and so, yeah. And so therefore, right, the idea is to understand where is that coming from? You know, is that familial conditioning? Is it social conditioning? Was there, I'll give you an example. Um, someone, someone may be, when they're young, every time they were, not every time, there were times when they were out publicly and they did something that they thought was actually good. They helped somebody, they did something, they felt good about it. And someone says to them that they did not do a good job. You get negated with what you thought you feel proud of what you did. And then you receive the opposite kind of feedback. And and it happened. And if it happens in a repeated basis, your 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 confidence and your feeling of accomplishment is being stripped away from you so you're left with believing what you're being told that 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 you're not good at at those things or and that you're not good at achieving again you you grew up in my house how dare you uh because and God rest her soul. Um, and she and I was, this is another question I was going to ask you that can hold for a minute or two. But uh, my mother had a thing. She didn't want anything to go to your head. Now, I was a really good ball player. And there were things that I did really well that I tried really hard. So what she would say is and tell me if this is in your practice, if there are a lot of people that are in my boat. What she would say is, you know, that was a really good play you made at second base. But. If you were a little bit faster, he could have got the double play. So there was always a compliment followed by a but and then a negative after that. So it got to the point where I disregarded the positive and accepted the negative. Does that happen to others? It, it, it absolutely, absolutely does. And, you know, it's interesting in today's world, right, you have um, – therapists, you have people who, who say I'm a professional, you know, um, support person for, for people dealing with narcissists. You get all these different kinds of professionals that will talk about how, you know, that that's how you, you know, uh, I forget the exact word. There's a word for it, actually, a phrase that talks about how you get set up by a narcissist where they tell you something good only because they want to actually tell you out all something bad. They kind of like, you know, sabotage everything and and, and try to blow you up. And um, here's the thing. The people who do that to you, let's say in this case, your mom, 
there's a good chance that she, her intention in her mind was not how you received it. She was probably thinking she was actually helping you because she was conditioned to think that way from how she was growing up and she was trying to be helpful. She's just not aware of how that all shakes itself out. So we're really talking about someone who doesn't, didn't unfortunately have a certain level of self-awareness, right? Of words and language and intention and, and how it was received. But the other piece is it's given, it's given without a desire to want to know how you feel about it. We're going to know whether or not that feedback as it was intended was actually embraced or not. And that's, that's the thing. It wasn't a conversation with you. It was a, it was a one way comment, but if it was a conversation, it could have gone so much better. I agree. And when we come back, I want to talk about that because there are people in our world who have never received love from themselves or others by their how they grew up. And we're going to talk about ways that, that you can actually get past that so that you can live your life a little bit better. We're talking with uh, David Newkirk, and he is a phenomenal man. And uh, Mitch, where can they find him on the web? You can find David at spiritualjourneyme.com. You know, this show goes so fast when I'm having a good time like I am today. Uh, it's already halfway through. And um, Mitch, would you take us to break, please? Absolutely. So to all of our amazing listeners out there, you're listening to Positive Talk Radio. And we have an amazing guest today, David Newkirk. He's a spiritual advisor and intuitive healer, healing facilitator. And we're going to hear more from David here shortly after this break. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project, which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we will lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? 
I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at KMmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio for the second half. We've got David Newkirk with us, but before we go there, I have to let you know that not only will I do a voiceover for you, uh, the fabulous Mitch one that has got this set of pipes that are just remarkable. <laughs> I'll say anything you want. <laughs> we could put that I'm on a um, on on like a um, um, answering machine. Hi, just I'll say anything you want. Just give me a call back. <laughs> So, David, I, I, I got to ask you as a follow up to what we were talking about before. And by the way, we're talking about uh, self-love and taking care of yourself and and uh, and your spiritual aspect as you grow in your spirituality. What do you do when the people in your life grew up and you and when I became an adult, I began to understand why the people around me and my parents acted the way they did. It was because of the love or lack thereof that they received when they were kids and had no earthly idea how to adequately or positively express love. How do you help people like that? You can only help people who are open to it, right? Because you're, you're really, uh, you're hitting on a, a, a key important topic, which is, I can only help people who are actually open to change. But I always clarify because being open to change intellectually is not the same as being open to change. And the distinction really is open to change intellectually is, well, I'll consider making the change if the argument works that I agree with, that I should. And that's intellectual change. Change is a desire to say, I am not happy with where I'm at. I know I need to make change. I just need to figure it out. I want to move into another direction. I may be frustrated or, or what have you, but there's a desire and an inner motivation to want to figure it out and want to move forward. And that's really how the change would occur. We can't, we can't interrupt other people's paths, journeys, and lives by a want for them from what we see. We have to be willing to allow ourselves to let go of wants for other people, regardless of what we see or the opportunity that we see, because it really is their life and what they want and how they want to go. The challenge is when we are sort of like a participant to that and we do see things with wisdom or perspective, it can be frustrating if it's not wanted, and we know, but but it would be so much better if our relationship as, you know, son and dad or whatever would be sort of if, and you just can't get there. And so that in itself raises an issue too, because you have a want that will serve you and them better, but you can't, there's nothing you can do about it with regards to your parents or them. And so working through, how do you let go of having wants for other people to change who most likely won't. And it begins with yourself. It does. It, 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 it first, it's about letting go, letting go of the attached to the attachment of the idea that other people have to change in order for you to be happy. 
But that's hard, David. <laughs> it is. It's hard, but happiness isn't because of other people. Happiness is based upon what you decide to do. And this does become a slippery slope. Um, I don't know if you want to go there with this comment and um, or table it. But when it comes to other people, we can only do things to serve serve our ability to be who we want to be. And if we have to lessen the frequency of a relationship when we're old enough to be able to do that and when we're a child, we can't. When we're an adult, we have to be willing to work through letting go of relationships that are not positive and supportive and move away from them so we can be the person we want to be. And then we can replace what is created as open space now by letting go of those relationships and find relationships that do work for us and are supportive and align. But we can't find those relationships while we're stuck in the other ones. We have to be free first. And then because then we're, we're in, a, in, a, in a way that the other people who we want, they'll find us attractive because we're in a mindset that's not a mindset of, you know, the, the non-working relationship. We're in a whole new way of being that just aligns of being, you know, out of it and away from it. You know, it's interesting because when you start going down a spiritual path mm -hmm. and you start meditating and you start thinking about things and you start being silent and you start having mindfulness and all of the things that go with that, your vibration naturally goes up, which naturally pulls people of lower vibration away from you. Isn't that right? Well, it depends. It can. So this is the way I describe vibration. Have you, if you've ever gone into a, like a room, a conference room, a meeting room, or what, and there's other people. And if you've ever felt you've seen someone there, maybe 15 feet away, 20 feet away. And you're like, I'm just not getting good vibe. I'm going to go walk over to the right. I'm going to avoid them. You don't know anything about them, but you feel like there's a bad vibe. You feel, there's something going on. Here's how our energy works. Our energy of self, of soul is much bigger than our physical body. So when you walk through the door into that room, your energy is already entered and further into that room than you are physically with your human body. And it's the energy that you have that is emanating from you that is already feeling the energy emanating from the other person 15 or 20 feet away. And that's the vibe that you get. Now, that vibe is not necessarily negative, but we perceive it to be negative because you're, you may have a natural vibration that's higher in frequency. Someone comes in with a natural lower frequency, but it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean they're negative. It doesn't mean that they, they have things that you don't, that you find unattractive. But when those energies come together and they blend because they're hitting each other, it's naturally bringing yours down and makes you uncomfortable as a blended energy because lower and higher means yours is lower overall. If theirs in natural state is lower and you come in higher, you're elevating their vibration as a mixture of your presence together and they're uncomfortable because they don't want to be in that high frequency. So it may have nothing to do with them being a certain type of person to avoid, but your vibration to your point is actually unknowingly and subconsciously making people uncomfortable. Mitch, does that make sense to you, sir? Yeah, I think, I mean, it makes sense. I do think though, too, that um, I think that you can inspire others to, uh, I think, change their energy 
you know, or feel a different way. I, I know, you know, you have, you might be feeling a certain way or however it may be. And then somebody comes in and they have this high energy or they're putting out this vibe and energy that, you know, like we're talking about. And I think that you can inspire other people's energy. Um, but, uh, but also the other, the counter side is like what you said is that, yeah, I, like, you know, and I, <laughs> I've had somebody tell me that one time that I was too intense. And I don't know if that correlates to what we're talking about, but that it, that it was like, that it, it was the opposite effect of what I was trying to do. And, but I think it depends on the person, of course, but I think that, you know, my overall goal is always trying to inspire people, get people excited um, and, you know, and, and, and raising energy and all these things. Cause it just creates a good atmosphere and it makes people, a lot of times my goal with it is just to make people more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And cause sometimes you walk in and you get those people that are kind of secluded or they're kind of by themselves. They're not talking to anybody. And some of them, it's like, they want to, but they don't know how to. And I feel like sometimes, you know, my goal is I'll, I'll make a point in a room where I see somebody that's not talking to anybody or they're, they're alone. I'll make a point out of going to that person before anybody else and having a conversation with them or whatever it may be. Um, and you, you'll see a kind of a light. I feel like sometimes like, oh, my goodness. And and that's kind of what, you know, that's what I promote or what I try to try to be about. And, and then you then you see them, then they're talking with more people. And I don't know. Sorry, kind of maybe a long, long little tangent, but yeah, that's, that's how I feel about it. Do you think, um, um, David, that that is, that that is a workable solution or, or is he risking getting punched in the mouth because (laughs) you've got this high energy and leave me alone. No, I think it's a workable solution. I think it's wonderful that Mitch does that because um, in that room, there are people who want that vibration for Mitch. And and so they 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 they're they're wanting it and, and they're enjoying it and they're being in it. We just have to understand that there are people who want it and enjoy being in it, but there are people also who won't enjoy being in it because that's not the state of vibration they want to be in. So I think Mitch brought a great point because it needed to, my point needed to be countered with his comment to show the higher vibration. There are people that want it and want to be in it. Um, it's just that we do have to recognize that. Um, Sometimes the interaction isn't about a personality conflict and it isn't about anything else. It's actually an energetic thing, which is why it works really well sometimes with people and sometimes not well. How do you on purpose raise your energy um, so that you can lead a happier, more fulfilling life? Um, so I, 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 it's I, how I choose my way to be. So um my vibration is naturally very high. Um, my partner, uh, who I work with, um, and she's an EFT practitioner, we'll just go, and she's like, how come every time we walk down the street together, people that you don't know just stop and talk to you, and then within five minutes, they're telling you everything about their life. She goes, how, do, how does that happen? And it's to Mitch's point about that vibration. But I have people approaching me all the time where if I just say hello to someone and smile, they smile back, but they stop and then they feel compelled to have a conversation. It's just being in a vibration is not something that you just choose to do, although you can. The idea is to try to understand your way of being. So that is your normal everyday way of being 24 by 7. How do you be that way? That's the chase of spirituality or the desire of spirituality. 
is to elevate to a way of being where that is your vibration, but it's consistent. It's not only achieved in meditation and you're fighting to figure out how to be that way during the day, or you, you, you have it for three hours, then you lose it um, because you have stress, anxiety, you get frustrated, you get mad, your emotions are all, all over the place. The idea is, you know, you're working towards it on a consistent basis when you're not fluctuating and carrying different emotions. You're not vacillating. There's an emotion tied to that high vibration, which is love. And you, if you're holding the emotion of love and you're filled with that and you're in that vibration, there's no room for the other types of emotions. You can be supportive, caring in everything with everybody, but you don't have to be angry because they're angry to show your support. You don't have to be stressed because they're stressed to show you're supporting them in their stress. A lot of people want people to mirror what they're going through in order to feel supported and to feel emotionally comforted. It's the challenge is to be this way because it's you and not try to be the other things because other people are wanting that from you. My son and I had this argument, just a uh, discussion just the other day, which is that I always, I always wake up well and have got a, um, I'm happy and stuff like that. Well, he wakes up poorly and is not happy. So when we were living together in the same house, he was like, I would come downstairs and I'd say, Hey, how you doing? It's a great day. And he'd go, shut up. I'm not having a great, I just woke up, leave me alone. And it's like, <laughs> he even got to the point where he said, would you calm down? Because he wanted me to match his vibration because he felt he didn't want to have to. It was too much work for him to try and match my vibration. Does that make sense? It, make, it makes total sense. That, that, and I think that's the whole point, right? The whole point is you can only be your vibration for you. Let it be there and available to anyone who wants to be able to feel it and be in it. Without, without any judgment as to why why they decide they don't want to. Yeah, see, the, it, it's so interesting you brought that up. Judgment is such a slippery slope here. The whole idea is how do we remove the word judgment from any of our thinking to be happy, to be grounded, to be in a high vibration, to be loving, plus other things that we've talked about today. Judgment is the is one thing that gets in the way of all those things happening on a consistent high level. I couldn't agree more. Hey, Mitch, can you see that we've got a guest uh, uh, or a, a somebody on the line? We do. We have Brittany on the line right now. And and David, just so you know, and we're going to bring Brittany on here for a second. What Positive Talk is working with a pipsqueak piano company, and she is a teacher. She teaches six-year-olds and under how to play the piano. She's also doing a summer camp this year, and we invited her on uh, to just talk a couple of minutes about the summer camp. And Mitch, why don't you take take the lead in this? Oh. Take the lead. All right. Well, I mean, let's bring Brittany on. <laughs> There's me taking the lead. I have so much fun messing with him. It's just not fair. Jeez, Brittany, how are you? I'm doing great, Mitch. How are you? Hi, Kevin. Hi. Hi, everyone. Doing great. Doing great. 
Yes, indeed. So, Brittany, what's <laughs> uh, Mitch is obviously unaware. Um, and so, so Brittany, tell us about the summer camp. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for for having me on again. I uh, uh, I feel like the the conversation was really powerful, and I just have to acknowledge how uh, just to be on that same vibration that you guys. And you were really talking about some some truths out there and some really big things. And so um, I hope not to interrupt that. I hope to add to that and just uh, put put in a little plug here, too, that, you know, we uh, here at Piss Creek Piano and Positive Talk Radio believe in bringing kids uh, experiences and really cool, um, you know, adventures that they can do for the summer. So we're offering weekend summer camps hosted at Stepping Stone Kids Academy in Redmond. And you can check those out if you go to my website, www.pipsqueakpiano.com. That's P-I-P-S-Q-U-E-A-K-Piano.com. If you scroll just a little bit down, you'll see the Washington Summer Camps. And if you click that, you'll get everything you need to know, all of the questions answered. These are, excuse me, these are STEAM-themed summer camps. So there's art and dance and music and science and robotics. Um, there's going to be a STEM fair. It's going to just be a whole lot of fun. So please check those out. And uh, as a uh, promotion for our listeners of Positive Talk Radio, if you type in PT Radio, that's PT Radio, R-A-D-I-O, all caps, at the end, you will receive 20% off of any camp that you choose, um, all of them, 20% off the total. So please, please take a look. And uh, yes, thank you so much. And the cool thing is, it's from three-year-olds to 13-year-olds. You can go to one, you can go to 18. You can pick and choose whichever right. one that you want to do. And uh, and it's great fun. And uh, there's also going to be a rock star there, and her name is Brittany. <laughs> That's right. Say shameless self-plug. That's right. I'm going to be teaching kids how to belt a felt like a rock star on music camp day but it's not just me we also have woodland park zoos coming out we have thistle theater shadow puppetry we have seattle astronomical society the king county master gardener society and so all of these places have put together special and unique programs that you won't find anywhere else that you really just find here so uh, there's not really anywhere else where i guess you could go to the zoo but where the animals will actually come to you and be in the room with you so that's what we're kind of offering. I tried to get them to get Reptile Man, but uh, they didn't want it to get. You know, oh, we love Reptile Man. What are you talking about? I know. I I know. I think his name is Scott. He's a great guy. Great guy. I love Reptile Guy. He actually is coming to Stepping Stones Kids Academy um, in a couple weeks in in July. I don't know if I'm not sure actually, but I know he's coming. So don't you worry. We got Reptile Guy. Kevin's need to get signed up. Why did it have to be snakes, um, David? What do you what do you think of that that little program? Isn't that cool? It's very cool. It, it, it's 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 nice to know that those programs are out there for kids because I would imagine that it's just nothing but pure joy, fun, and they they're not thinking too hard about anything in everyday life. They actually get to escape and have fun and and grow. that's awesome. Indeed, indeed. So, Brittany, thank you so much. Do you? You were listening to the conversation. I would love to include you. Do you have a conver Do you have a uh, a question for David? Um. Oh my gosh, I, I'm not sure. I have a question. I think I was just um, really profoundly impacted 
by uh, what I was hearing, especially the the conversation uh, about meeting vibration and how how another's you know it can diminish you if you if you choose you know if you let it. So you really said some things that um, that were profound for me in my life, and I'm trying to think if I have a specific question. Um, I I don't. I think I would really like to just uh if you have one final, you know, message or thing that you would like to to give, I would really like to hear that because I everything that you have said today Dave has really been um impactful. So thank you. And David by the way, just so everybody knows, has become a really good friend of the show. We love having him on. He's a very spiritual guided man. Um go to spiritual journey me.com find out more about him his work you can do a 30 minute uh, uh free um, um session to talk to him and decide whether or not because sometimes you know energy doesn't match and stuff like that but if it matches then you can go to work for him david uh, before we go we've got like three and a half minutes left i want to give you the opportunity and the forum and the platform to be able to say anything you want to our audience wow that's kind thank you um, I think what's, I think what's important for, for the listeners is that if you feel that you do have any recognizable challenges, you know, that you heard from today tied to self-love, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, the first thing to know is it's okay. It's okay to recognize that. Um, and it's okay to feel emotions that may come up in you by recognizing that that it's a safe place to actually feel those things. And that um, for all those people out there that may recognize or identify with some of these things, the biggest battle is actually allowing ourselves to recognize what we have in front of us as our challenges and to allow, allow ourselves to accept them as being there. The work can be challenging to work through it, but it's not as hard as recognizing and accepting, believe it or not. And then doing the work and coming out on the other side is just such a feeling of freedom and relief that um, I just think it's important for people to know that, that you can get there, you can come out on the other side and things, things are great. And it, it doesn't mean that you have to spend a lifetime of hardship trying to get there. You just have to give yourself the grace of allowing yourself to move forward, to work through it. And the rest will come sooner than you think. David Newkirk has been our guest. And I want to thank you. I want to thank Mitch and Brittany for being here. You make the show uh, sing, David. You really do. That's very kind. You, you're humbling me. I feel like I'm turning red. <laughs> thank you, Kevin. See, yeah, this is this is where you're supposed to say thank you. I accept that readily. That's right. I readily accept thank you. That is very true, Kevin. Thank you. I I appreciate you. I appreciate Mitch. And um, anytime we can uh, have these conversations and hope that there are snippets that people can take um, that help them on their day going forward, I just think that's awesome. So thank you. And I want to remind everybody of this, that when you decide and you recognize the need for change and you work to change that in your whole, in your life, it affects everybody around you. So make sure that you look at that because it affects your relationship with your significant other, your kids, your family, your work, 
everything. So don't be shy. Call David at spiritualjourneyme.com. And uh, Mitch, I would be honored, sir, if you would take us out. You know it. All right. To all of our amazing listeners out there, you are listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150. And remember, be kind to one another because each other is all we got. Thank you.